This is Tom Svigoski, and you're listening to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. And I'm not wearing any pants. We will begin a mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. Don't think you get me so easily! It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess, and we will give you witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to bring your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Five by Saturday night. Good evening, everyone, unless it's morning, in which case, good morning, everyone. And and as you're sitting there eating your poached eggs and toast, it's another recording of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. We are the only podcast to guarantee to remain carbon neutral throughout the rest of this fiscal year. Uh, we signed that contract, Cam. You did co-sign that, didn't you? Sign? I signed nothing. Shit. Okay, fine. <laughs> it's not real, then. I lied. I'm your vaccinated host, The Dome. This is episode 526. Tonight, it's another mask-necessary quarantine evening here in Area 51. This episode, we go forward into the past again. What does that mean? I'm not sure, but that's okay. Joining me in the Area 51 broadcast facility tonight at the clickbait fact-checking wheel of fish and sorely green snack bar, it's our own Captain Cam. Tuna. Well, that's what the Wheel of Fish just came up on. It did. Cool. Was that yeah. Atlantic tuna? Yes. Because the mercury yes. levels are much higher in that than they should be. But I'll yes, eat yes. it anyway. Yes, but you know, but I can tell the temperature by them. <laughs> oh, you you want to go deep, deeper into that one, do you? <laughs> I didn't think so. Anyway. Um, tonight we have uh, a friend of the show who's been on before, and son of a gun, he's back again, talking about a project that he began talking about almost a year ago, and it's finally come to fruition. Dr. Bruce Olive of Soham. Bruce, welcome back, man, to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Well, thank you guys for having me back. It's it's always fun talking to you. And And joining Bruce tonight is the artist who did the incredible artwork for this project. And her name is Julia Kazanowska. Julia, welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. Now, the cool part is, is Bruce is somewhere in the, in the West. Where, Southern, where are you Cal- Bruce? Southern California. Southern yeah. California. I hate you. The weather must be great there right now. <laughs> it's very nice. And Julia is right now, as we're speaking, in Poland. Yes, exactly. Oh. <laughs> How cool is that? Uh, how did? Okay, so the first thing I need to ask is, how did you guys uh, find each other? I'll, I, I like to let Julia answer that one. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, then. Uh, so it all started when um, Bruce uh, reached out to me on my uh, Instagram account. Um, he actually uh, found me on Instagram, uh, as he told me. He uh, 
he texted me there. He said that he uh, really uh, likes uh, the art I'm uh, posting there and he would like me to illustrate his next uh, comic book. So I was really surprised at first because I wasn't expecting um, well, someone to reach out to me with uh, a project like this just out of uh, sharing my art online. Uh, but I was uh, really happy and I agreed to talk to Bruce more and eventually I agreed to uh, work with him on Dr. Jekyll Alien Hunter. I mean, seriously, though, how weird is that, that somebody <laughs> randomly falls over your Instagram account and goes, you know, I'm doing this this comic book and I'd really like for you to be the artist for the graphic novel. That I, I guess that doesn't happen very often, right? <laughs> it's, a, it's a cool it's a cool story, you know, because. Well, you know, the Instagram account, this this uh, drags George Varangos into the story. He's our editor. He's been the editor for Snark and for Dr. Jekyll. And I knew my... I'd see. I heard that yeah. name before. <laughs> yeah, George Varangos up in Seattle, our Seattleite. Yep. Uh, I'm originally from Seattle, so I, I like that he's up in Seattle. But he um, he set up an Instagram account for me because I'm not an Instagrammer, but he set up for Snark Comic. So I think what happened was that Snark Comic had uh, attracted other you know art artists and and comic artists and artists in general and that must have been how it got into the instagram cycle that i was watching i'm not exactly sure how the algorithms work but i'm glad it worked the way it did because as soon as i saw julia's artwork i go that's going to fit perfectly and and really there was something that happened before that that caused me to be looking for an artist with and that's that uh, Gary Dunn was not available. He's he did the first two snark comics. Now that was going to be my next question because yeah. you've been working with Gary uh, yeah. for as long as, as as I can remember. Gary and uh, and Laura. Yeah, yeah, out of <clears throat> Cleveland. So I'm I'm all over the place with these collaborators. But the uh, <laughs> the uh, yeah, so he was not available. I said, hey, I really want to do. It. I want to put it out this year. And he said, well, you know, I got too many commitments. And I said, okay, that that's fine. We'll, we'll, you know, I'll look for somebody else. And then just serendipity, and and there was Julia's artwork. And I go, I, I this is really good, and this is going to fit, uh, you know, a female lead character. Uh, she's a female artist. Not that that's totally necessary, but it does give a certain, uh, you know, it brings something to the table. I think that's a little bit different. Uh, she's a very young artist. Uh, I don't think she'll mind me telling you. She just turned 20 years old, so. Uh, and Gary, of course, is in his 70s, and he's been illustrating comics since the 1970s, worked with Harvey P. Carr and American Splendor, one of his primary artists. So he's been around forever. I've been around forever. I didn't realize that Harvey didn't do his own uh, his own yeah, artwork. He, he was just the writer. And there's kind of a funny story uh, with that, too, because he he was – I, I don't know if there can be, like, negative talent for drawing, but he had negative talent, according to what Gary has told me. And it's even in <laughs> – <laughs> it's even in the movie, the Paul Giamatti movie, you know, American Splendor, which is an excellent movie, by the way, for those that haven't seen it. And uh, he just did stick figures and just like made a tic-tac-toe on a piece of paper and a uh, lot of dialogue. And he'd give it to Gary and the other artists like like Robert Crumb was, you know, one of the big ones, of course. Right, right. And they would turn it into something beautiful. Well, I, I'm a frustrated comic book, book artist, so. I do storyboards and I use photographs. I use pictures that I clip out of magazines. I draw a little bit. 
and 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 I give that to Gary and I give that to Julia and that's what we start with kind of kind of like a storyboard and then they they take it and they know how to do sequential art you know Julia even though she's very young she has she's so talented it's just uh, amazing and when I showed her work to Gary he was so impressed you know and and it takes a lot to impress Gary because he's been doing this since the 70s I mean for a long long time and uh, yeah, I, I think Julia should be very proud of herself that she impressed uh, somebody who's been in the business that long. So I can only imagine what, you know, I, I, it's like I always tell Julia and I probably shouldn't tell her, but if I waited another 10 years, I probably wouldn't be able to afford to have her illustrate for me. <laughs> so, yeah, well, we've, yeah, we've seen that happen any number of times because, yeah. you know, we've been around for a long time yeah. and uh, there's, I can remember Oh, God, any number of artists who started off just, you know, hacking around in my living room, drawing stuff. And now they're at conventions getting yep. $500 a pop. Yeah. Or uh, actually, what one of them is designing for Dell and another one is designing for another uh, toy company now. And I'm just going, you know, that's not fair because I can remember <laughs> just, you know. <laughs> sharing a glass of wine and sitting in my living room going, yeah, that looks cool. <laughs> yeah. I know. So, yeah. So it was, it was kind of a, a interesting story how, how we got together. And then uh, we just had, we'd never met in person, you know, and, uh, but we did have a Skype call, a uh, video call and we got to meet each other, introduced each other to each other and uh, went over the basics for the character. And she just, uh, you know, she had a few, things she wanted to make clear and I said no that's perfectly fine and and uh we yeah we took it from there and she just really grabbed that character and 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 went off I mean just took off I should say like in a top gun kind of sense you know afterburners <laughs> you know she just really went went to town and uh I'm so happy with with what we've what we've created and uh yeah now, so. now Julia was this this was kind of your, like your first like book commission to do a graphic novel, right? Yes. So how, okay, first of all, you're working not with somebody you can talk to that you can reach out to every day. You're working with somebody who's half a world away. You're working on a project you've had no one put on and it's just kind of handed to you and said, here, do something with it. How different was this from what you normally do? Okay, so I guess it was something, I guess I could say uh, a lot different than what I normally do because, uh, like I said, it was my first time when I was um, working on a comic. Um, I worked, I've worked on some comics before, you could say, but it was uh, just uh, as a hobby. I was drawing for myself, for fun. So it was the first time when I was uh, working on a comic professionally. And yeah, so it was, uh, I guess I could say, completely different than what I would normally do. Um, but I wouldn't say that I uh, couldn't, uh, you know, um, talk to Bruce, uh, ask him anything I want uh, every day because we kept uh, emailing uh, each other and um, there wasn't a time when I uh, wouldn't completely know what to do because 
he, he I think in my opinion he was very well prepared for uh, working with me he sent me the whole script he sent me all his uh, mock-ups uh, the storyboards uh, he does uh, he mentioned so yeah I, I knew what to do And Julie, I'm looking at some of your art um, from the uh, Dribble site because I was just trying to get a feel for you know what you you use. But you there's you certainly do not limit yourself. I see ink here. I see Copic work. I see watercolors. I see digital. Um, the only things I'm not seeing at the moment are oil and pastel. But maybe that's just because I'm missing something here. But it looks like you are very well rounded in what you do. Um, is comics, I mean, because what I'm looking at here, you know, it's you could pretty much go any direction you want. Is comics something you want to do? The sequential art, something you want to do in your future? Or is this is this something you're trying just to see if it if it's up your alley or not? Uh, well, uh, actually, uh, my Dribble account, uh, I created um, the work I did there. Um, I don't usually uh, do um, as much variety of uh, art techniques and artworks. Uh, I did my Dribble account uh, as my portfolio for art college, actually. That's why I had to, uh, you know, do all these different techniques to show that I'm uh, flexible and well to not uh, only have for example comics in my art school portfolio uh, but yes I've always liked comics I've been reading them since I was a kid and I I've been drawing them for myself uh, a lot of times and uh, yes it was something I was often considering doing um as a job so yeah um, i don't have any comics on dribble um i only maybe sometimes published uh, some comic artworks long long uh, time ago uh, on my instagram account um but yes uh, i've been always considering doing that no, no what you've done in the oh go ahead i'm sorry I'm sorry don't no go right ahead well, i just gonna finish up it is just insane and what i see is i see a lot of inspiration i'm trying to because i mean i'm a huge comic fan myself i love it and one of the inspirations i think i see correct me if i'm wrong is uh, is a definite manga japanese manga inspiration are you a big manga fan uh, yes, you're completely right, because actually uh, my love for comics uh, comes from manga. I, my first, the first comic I've read uh, was a manga, and uh, for a long time ago, I, for a long time, I was actually uh, only reading manga, and I didn't uh, read any um, comics from other countries. And uh, yeah, only recently I actually started to read um, 
comics from various other countries, American and European. And yeah, but mostly I've read manga for my entire life. So yeah, that was definitely a big influence on my art. Yeah, I can definitely see it here. As a fellow manga fan, I I can I I, I can pick it out, you know, just because I I can see all those little things that you know that you you get those little inspirations you can get from the way manga artists draw their work. So yeah, I can definitely see it in your work. It's it definitely manga, yeah, and it looks great. Thank you. Now, now Bruce, the storytelling that you've brought to Dr. Jekyll, Lillian Hunter is the same kind of short form, short story telling that you used in snark. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely a choice that you've made mm -hmm. so that there's no real long form. They interconnect. Uh, I'll grant you everything interconnects with everything else, but there's no real long form narrative here. Yeah. It, it you know, like, uh, the, uh, even in the snark one, it still was broken up into shorter stories. Right. That that's kind of the way I I write. I when I started writing as a kid, I was writing short stories. I was you know drawing and writing comics comics when I was a kid, making my own comics. Uh, and so I've I've always liked that short form. And uh, also I I have I, I've never been diagnosed, but I think I have ADD. So. <laughs> I want to get right to the point and, and get the story going and then pick it up with the next one. And I, I love uh, like an, I, I also am a playwright. So I look at look at it like scenes. And right. I, as a playwright, a lot of playwrights just have scene one, scene two. I have titles for all my scenes. I go out of the way to make titles. I love making titles. So it's another excuse to make, you know, so it's not just Dr. Jekyll, Alien Hunter, whatever issue one. It's like each story is somewhat self-contained, not totally, but, you know, but within the whole. And I get to I get to name them and have fun, you know, sometimes hopefully clever names for the for the scene or for the the story within the story. So that that's just the kind of the way I write it. It works for me and in my storyboarding. And um, and it's kind of, you know, it's kind of a, a nod to the the playwriting, too, which is another form that I really like to to write in when last time we spoke about seven or eight months ago you had said i've got this idea i've got this general outline and this general kind of story for mm -hmm. and then you dropped the title and we just kind of went huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yeah it's, it's pretty wild yeah it's uh but this, i, I yeah you know, go ahead sorry this, the, the, the title i i just kind of went Where's he going with this? There's so many different ways to take Dr. Jekyll and then to take Alien Hunter and then try and fuse the two thematically together somehow. Yeah. So how, how did that happen for you? Well, uh, she first appeared in a story in Snark 2. And uh, I wanted to have a, uh, an interaction with someone who was researching aliens. And I thought, wouldn't it be fun if she was a uh, uh, you know female, because there are female you know a lot of uh, women that are in ufology, 
and that are doing, uh, you know, not a lot that are doing research, but I thought it would be fun. And then I, I based her in Cleveland at Cleveland State University as a nod to Harvey P. Carr and Gary Dumb and Laura Dumb. Because, and I, I also went to school at Bowling Green State University uh, in Ohio. So Ohio's kind of, and my two older boys live in Ohio. So I, I thought it was fun to, to base her there. And I, and she was kind of a cool part of that, of SNARK too. And uh, I wove her into this story and I thought she, she would be an interesting character to take further. And uh, because all writing is autobiographical, it, when it really comes down to it, uh, you know, that's kind of what, what I'm doing as an academic in, in a way. Uh, and uh, although I don't call myself an alien hunter, but anyway, that, that's, it's more of an ironic title, as, as you can guess from the cover <laughs> of, of the thing. But uh, although that's not the idea that her, um, her, her would-be agent, Clifton Barnum, uh, agent to the stars, would like to take it in, in that direction, that dramatic direction. But, but anyway, that, that's, uh, uh, I, I just have always been fascinated with uh, you know, classic stories. And of course, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is one of my favorites, Robert Louis Stevenson you know, Treasure Island, all that stuff. And I thought that'd be kind of cool to match the two together and then make her a female lead character. And she's not a superhero. In addition to that, she's, she's uh, although, you know, it, it's not necessarily, you know, I, I think all people are essentially the same. We all want the same things, but she is a person of color. And uh, I think she's very unique. I don't know if another female lead character in a comic book that's a person of color and not a superhero. She's just a regular person. Now she's super smart, of course, and intuitive and connected to the alien world through her father's um, work. You know, she kind of picked up the family business, if you will, because uh, he had also been a professor at Cleveland State and actually got driven out because of his alien research. And now she's taking that up and risking, you know, her career by doing it. And that's one of the storylines in there. So, uh, and, and just for your listeners and you guys, um, I love anagrams. So her, her name is Henna Jekyll, first name Henna, which is kind of a cool name and last name Jekyll. And if you mix those letters, put them back together, you get, uh, J Allen Hynek, who is the, uh, one of the, you know, part of uh, the lead scientist for the Air Force or Department of the Air Force in the uh, Project Blue Book. So that was kind of fun. <laughs> you a never know East, where these- A little East, a little Easter egg there hidden away. Hidden away. Yeah, yeah. Well, there, there's it, actually a ton of them if you're, if you're not, <clears throat> if you're careful. Okay, yeah. there's a couple of things you realize about Dr. Jekyll, Alien Hunter, as you're, reading it for the second or third or fourth time is that there's a lot of, of punning going on. Mm -hmm. There's, there's a lot of written Easter eggs, just like the J. Allen Hynek one, which I hadn't seen. Thank you for mentioning it. Mm -hmm. um, and thanks to Julia's work, there's a lot of visual yes. Easter eggs as well. Yeah, those um, are things she came up with. She she always surprises me when she sends me the 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 sketches, you know, for each uh, each uh, chapter or each scene or each each story. And yeah, she you're right. She has taken that on her own, and I love it. I, and George does too, the editor. He he you know always makes catches those and goes, that is so cool what Julia did there. And I just, I yeah, you're right. 
it's fun. So you got this done. You got it written. You send it off. Julia does the work, the 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 drawing. Mm-hmm. It all comes together. You've got this this animation company that's doing these animated uh, versions of Snarks one, two, and three. Yep. And more to come, hopefully. Yeah. And by the way, dear listeners, we're providing links to all this stuff so that you can just click and watch them. And and have fun. <clears throat> and it and it's all ages, just so everybody knows. It's Dr. Jekyll's all ages, Snark is all ages, Snark Animation is all ages. So I uh, I I wanted to do that on purpose because when I was a kid, I loved watching Rocky and Bullwinkle. And when I watched it as an adult, I go, Oh, I missed a lot here. <laughs> There's a lot <laughs> of adult humor in it. Oh that. yeah. Yeah, and I just when, love that. I love it that you can read it at different levels. I mean, a little kid could read Dr. Jekyll and think it's pretty cool and love the artwork and stuff. And then uh, as an adult, you can read and go, oh, I've seen some things, you know, the subscript here, you know, the between the lines stuff and the hidden Easter eggs and visual stuff. So they, you know, there's different levels you can read it at. So, and and, and the beauty of this graphic novel, one of the beauties of this graphic novel is that there's really not an ending? No, I plan it to go on forever. I mean, I'm 63, so I'm hoping I live for a very long time, and I'm going to keep creating. I mean, like I said, uh, I'm working on Dr. Jekyll number two. I've already written Snark number three. I've started another comic, kind of more autobiographical, kind of Harvey P. Carr, American Splendor type thing that I call gig line, kind of a, a, a military term that we used. Uh, I, yeah, I was going to say let's let's talk about that for just a second, because <laughs> I, I recognize the term. Yeah. Uh, and explain if you can to the audience what Gigline is. Yeah, Gigline's another graphic novel, and it, like I said, it's more autobiographical. So it's about uh, things that have happened to me, not necessarily paranormal things like my paranormal books that I've I wrote four of those, but uh, it's. Uh, small vignettes in uh you know written in the same you know like three or four five pages at the most uh stories uh of things that have happened to me like for instance uh interesting things like my my uh, uh my uncle my dad's oldest brother was a uh a convoy commander in world war ii got sunk by u-boats twice and anyway he was he worked in the norwegian merchant marines came into vancouver bc uh, and uh, we went to stay on the ship. And uh, I, instead of being in the captain's quarters and hanging out and getting, you know, served by his private chef, I hung out with the crew the whole time. And that story is kind of about that. And what I learned about, you know, even though I had the privilege of being the captain's nephew, I wanted to hang out with the crew. I thought they were more fun. I, you know, my cap, my uh, uncle was, he was a good guy, but he was so formal and stiff. You know? <laughs> I liked hanging out with the crew. They were doing wild and crazy things. And I was just a little kid. And so anyway, the story is about that. And what I learned from some of the deck hands, they taught me things and, you know, how to tie knots and all kinds of cool stuff, seamanship and yeah. So that's was... going to be slightly more autobiographical. Yeah. Than, more than, than... And, and not so much paranormal. And although there is, you know, some kind of mystical things, like when I met a Native American who uh, uh, at a, at the county fair in Puyallup, Washington, and taught me, I was kind of being bratty and stomping around. And 
he took me aside. He was in full native dress, you know. I was just in awe. It's like, wow, a real Indian, you know. I I just seen it on TV, you know. And then he said, uh, he told me, uh, uh, walk, walk, uh, walk uh, uh, calmly. What did he say? Walk calmly and and with respect upon the earth. Something to that effect is what he told me, and he, it just stopped me in my tracks. And I thought, wow, oh, whew. quietly, and 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 because I was acting really bad, and 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 he saw that, and I probably had my cowboy outfit on, and you know, so I was. He just said, "Yeah, walk calmly and with respect upon the earth," and then he then he was gone. I didn't see him ever again. <laughs> I mean, that was it's like people show up to teach you something, and then they're gone. It's like it's not just a, a, a coincidence. So it's a lot of stuff like that, you know, kind of really interesting things that have happened to me. So that's what gig line is, and then you know the military term, you know, that, well, literally it means lining up your your buttons and your zipper and your shirt, everything right. is in, in a straight line. So, uh, and, and of course the metaphor, you, you can make it be whatever you, you want it to be, but, uh, you know, I just like that term. And, uh, and then of course, uh, it's a nod to Harvey P car too, cause on his tombstone, it says, uh, life is all about, uh, what was it? Gigs, gigs and, and, you know, chicks or something like that. And it was, I can't remember exactly, but it was, he said it was about gigs, you know, which is just jobs, you know? Right. And I, I have that work ethic from my parents, you know, they were hard workers. So, you know, everything's a gig and now everybody's in this gig economy, you know, the young people. We are indeed. Among so other it, just, things. it just seemed to be kind of a cool combination. So that, yeah, so that's a project that's down the road. We got to get, you know, Snark 3 out. We got to get Dr. Jekyll number two out. So we got a couple of years worth of work lined up and. Um, well planned, young man. Well planned indeed. Yeah, so it's fun. I just keep writing. So I just, yeah, it's fun. So Julia, aside from, I assume you're locked in for Dr. Jekyll number two. Uh, yes. Uh, what else is going on with you? What are you up to? Uh, well, I certainly like to illustrate more comics in the future. And I hopefully not only for Bruce, uh, but also uh, I'd like to well, I guess obviously uh, illustrate more comics for other creators. And yeah, I'm thinking also about doing some other illustrative stuff because I can be sure uh, that I'm going to always be able to work only on comics. So I'm thinking also about illustrations uh, for uh, books and, and maybe also for other um, mediums and yeah uh, maybe I also like to um, sometimes uh, write I don't often talk about it but uh, I also practice writing so maybe someday I'm going to illustrate um, my own story as a comic. Well, how cool would that be? Come on. That would yeah, be great. <laughs> that would be really cool. Uh, I hope it will happen someday. So, yeah, yeah these are pretty I, much my plans. She's, she's a, uh, when I just noticed her initials, Jack Kirby, right? I thought Jack yeah. Kirby, and that's her initials, JK. Pretty I, much. I don't know. Oh, wow. Julia, I don't know. Do you know Jack Kirby? He was. Uh, she, yes. 
Okay. I haven't uh, read uh, any of his comics, but I do know him and his art. Yeah, yeah, he's classic, uh, you know, go not not golden age, he's silver age. Classic silver age? age, yeah, Marvel, yeah. Yeah. Some of the and, best and, Marvel stuff done was done by that, Kirby. Yeah, so it's, it's, I don't think it's just coincidence, JK, Julia Cousin. No, probably I, isn't. I you think know? it's a coincidence, but, but thank you, maybe... Maybe there's something to it. <laughs> you never. Yeah, know. you know, people say things happen for a reason. Sometimes the reason is it's cool. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we bumped into you by accident, Bruce, two and a half, three years ago. Since oh, yeah. then, we've had some really cool interactions. Uh, not the least of which is getting to talk to uh, Julia in Poland uh, about this book that she's illustrated for you and more work that you two are going to be working on together. The book is called Dr. Jekyll, Alien Hunter. Dr. Bruce Olive Solheim is the writer. Julia Kazanowska does all the artwork and is amazing at it. And it's available on Amazon. All the links are going to be on the website. Go to it, check it out. Uh, and Bruce, uh, clearly, We've had you on this many times. We're probably going to talk some more. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that would be wonderful. You guys are always fun to talk to, and you, you really know the subject matter, and you have great insights. Well, thanks for being on the show, man. We really appreciate it. Oh, and Julia, thank you so much for coming on with us tonight as well. Thank you. Uh, it's uh, my pleasure. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is made possible with the support of Granite Con and Double Midnight Comics, Plastic City Comic Con, The Upper Valley Comic Expo, Dreamforge Anvil and Dreamforge Magazine, and Comic Art House. If you're looking for a great gift idea, may we suggest Sci-Fi Saturday Night's anthology My Peculiar Family, available on Amazon. The audiobook is also available on Audible. Our intro production was provided by Rob Watts. Check out all of his amazing work at robwattsonline.com. Our outro music was provided by Lawrence Made Me Cry. Their discography is available on Bandcamp. Thank you so much, Jojo. This is Dome saying shared pain is lessened, shared joy increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. So unless it's daytime, good night, everyone. Hello! Nurse, this is Wacko. Yakko. From Animaniacs, and we'd love to stay and talk to you, but I've got a potty emergency. You stay right here on Sci-Fi Saturday Night. See you later.